The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the ninth chapter. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with mud and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind, and that he had received his sight, until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind, but how he now sees we do not know nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be the Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been born blind and said to him, 
give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, and those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, Amen. Every challenge is an opportunity to exercise virtue. Today, the initial challenge is being blind. Being blind leaves this poor man utterly dependent on others and eventually disconnected from them, from his neighbors and the Pharisees, and even from his parents and then a bit disoriented. Since they've disowned me, he thinks, who will have me now? And all of that can easily lead to despair. But Jesus is a great physician, so he knows just what to do. Jesus makes mud and rubs it on the man's eyes and sends him to wash in the pool of Siloam. And suddenly, 
this man can see stuff. But seeing stuff is only part of the cure. Once he starts seeing with his new eyes, as wonderful as that is, this poor man discovers that he is still dependent and still disconnected and still disoriented and maybe even a bit panicked since seeing stuff did not make everything all right. That is because seeing with our eyes is one thing, but the far greater challenge is seeing with our hearts. In these days of social distance and stay-at-home isolation, it is easy for us to grieve the stuff that we miss seeing, the faces of our children and our parents and others whom we hold dear, the icon above our altar, softly lit by candlelight, school and spring sports, and maybe even our desk at work. And of course, the simple freedom to be out and about to see what comes next. These days we miss those physical things, and that is an honest challenge for us. But you all know that this story does not end with a blind beggar washing his face in the pool of Siloam. The text says, he went, and he washed, and then he came back. He came back seeing Jesus, and with more than just his eyes. Now he sees Jesus, and his whole world, in a new way. Now he sees every last thing through his new heart. The poor old Pharisees have dark and hard hearts. They are blind to God and to his gifts, especially to the gift of Jesus the Messiah. And they are also blind to their next-door neighbor, blind to this beggar with the muddy face, and to his great needs of both body and soul, both eyes and heart. So rather than rejoice with this poor, wonderful man because he has been healed, and by a prophet no less, by the Son of Man, who is also the Son of God, the Messiah, Jesus Christ our Lord, those dark and hard hearts cut him off and cast him out into a place they call darkness, a place socially distant, and isolated and given to despair. Distance sometimes feels like darkness here too. I cannot see you and you cannot see me. But with my heart, I know that you are there and you know that I am here. After all, we have the same name because we were baptized into the same family 
into the household of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We live in the same body, the one holy Catholic apostolic church, because the holy body and holy blood of Jesus have forgiven us and made us one at his holy supper. I can see you because in the end, these things are matters of the heart and not of the eye. It is exactly as that once blind man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped Jesus. Our world has been going blind since Eden. And so we have become more and more disconnected, more isolated and disoriented from God and from each other, slipping away to places that are distant and hard-hearted and dark. It's just more obvious now that we are all in danger of being quite ill. So what is next? I say we let Jesus make mud. Let's let him spit and make mud and touch it to us and heal us and then use us well, like a blind man in a town full of Pharisees. That is the challenge, and you all know the virtue. That virtue is the rhythm of the Christian life. Christ and scripture and prayer, the liturgy and the Holy Eucharist, tithing and alms, a thorough mercy and a winsome witness. Like this blind man, Jesus has found us and healed us and pulled us into his orbit. Jesus has put himself at the center of our lives and of our life together. In scripture, he lets us hear him and see him with new eyes and a new heart. In our prayers, we beg for what we need, and then he gives us what we ask or something better. Our bulletin with margin comments has been posted to the website with scripture and prayers to guide your devotions all week long, since you cannot be here. At the liturgy and in the Holy Supper, Jesus heals us and lets us worship him and adore him, just like this once blind man. At his altar, he loves us, and we love him back. And then he sends us out to love our neighbor as ourselves. Toward this we give tithes and alms. Tithing means giving or happily learning to give 10% of everything that comes into our hands to give that to the church and then a bit more in alms for our neighbors in need. That giving will be particularly important now that we are forbidden from meeting together, just as our neighbors' needs are rising. 
While the world is getting more cruel and selfish by the moment, even in spots as mundane as the grocery aisle, we will distinguish ourselves with a thorough mercy. And all of this together, this virtue, born of challenge, with everything forgiven in the name of Jesus, will be a witness to our Lord Jesus Christ in this world. Just as it was a witness in the church of Acts chapter 2, and again in the early church during their times of pandemic. In the first few centuries after Jesus' death and resurrection, Christians were heavily persecuted. And yet, as the world suffered, they turned the other cheek and showed mercy to everyone, Christian and non-Christian. And the church exploded with new disciples because Christians became known as men and women of virtue and the world noticed. Yes, we are suffering now and many of us have not been challenged like this before. Suddenly, everything has changed, and yet, nothing has changed. Virtue this time around is no different from virtue last time around. Life is this simple. Any Pharisee can see Christ with his eyes, but it takes a once blind man with a muddy face, one just like you, to see Jesus and this world from the heart. And even though we cannot see each other today, by the light of Jesus, we can see the way forward. Let's go. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.